I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about geospatial solutions. We're chatting about what geospatial is, how your business can benefit from using the technology, and share examples of how businesses um implemented technology in their business. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how to use geospatial technology to make your business better. That is quite a mouthful. I'm joined by Maurice van der Merwe, the MD of 28 East. Maurice, welcome. Thanks, Jaku. Happy to be here. Um, so we always start the, the show by just, uh, I guess, giving us a little bit of background of how you got to where you got to. Okay. Um, yeah, so my story sort of started, uh, back in the nineties. Uh, I started, I studied civil engineering and I ended up working as a transportation engineer or transport planner. And, uh, back in those days, uh, one of the sort of difficult things we had to do was to visualize, uh, some of these modeling, uh, that we had to do. You know, you would model a new shopping center, or whatever. And then the output used to be these sort of weird lines and, uh, and to visualize on a map was quite a, quite a bit of a, uh, difficult thing to do. And that was sort of my first introduction into the sort of world of, of geospatial. Uh, I went off to overseas and, you know, went to business school and sort of during that time had some friends who started a business. And uh, in this sort of space of, you know, what you call geospatial, sounds like a bit, bit of a buzzword. <laughs> um, and I joined them and yeah, ever since I've been uh, been 20, 20 odd uh, years later, um, you know, we, we in this industry, we be trying to help business get the benefit from maps and location and what you call geospatial. So um, I have to ask you, um, I, got a, I got a message from one of your, your friends or neighbors. They say you haven't been jogging uh, recently, Ger- Gerard. And uh, he said um, from Mansika Group. He used to be a telecom. He says he lives close to you. He hasn't seen you jogging for a while. So, me, yeah. so I said to him, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that uh, he says you're looking a bit fat. So. <laughs> So, okay, so let's get straight into it. So, so, um, what is geospatial as a, as an offering or a tool? So like you say, it sounds a bit like a buzzword, but. Yo, yeah, there are too many buzzwords, I think, in, in our industry. Um, you know, people talk about GIS, they talk about geospatial, there's all sorts of different buzzwords. Um, I think we, we, we try and keep it simple. You know, we talk about, you know, things like places, we talk about things like maps, we talk about things like directions, um, locations, you know, so. You know, try and keep it easy. Um, in the end, we, we, we're trying to use this technology to help businesses solve real business problems. And uh, buzzwords don't really sell, solve problems. You know, you've got to understand what it is that business is trying to do. You've got to sort of apply the technology uh, to a system. Uh, and they've got to get the business benefit from that. Uh, you know, so uh, if you're talking about, I mean, helping people doing deliveries better, for example, um, you know, you've got to understand what it is that they're currently doing. Uh, they've probably got a piece of paper somewhere and they've got a list of deliveries. And you say, well, how can we do it better? Well, maybe we can take those customers, put them on a map accurately. And then maybe we can ask a clever algorithm to work out the best way to service those customers. Um, and that's just one example of, of, uh, of using routes and, and, and maps um, for making things better and more efficient. It's fascinating. Um, so, and that was actually going to be my next question. So, can you can you give us an example of one of your South African customers that, um, and and sort of how you solved a, a, a problem for them? Um, yeah, there are many examples. I mean, um, I think the great thing we're seeing, um, sort of over the last, I don't know, you know, 
15, 20 years is sort of this explosion of, of information available and particularly location information. I mean, every one of us in our sort of personal life, um, you know, we've got one of these mobile devices now and pretty much every single one of those applications has got a location component, whether you, whether it's a dating app, whether it's your favorite navigation app, you know, whether you're shopping somewhere, you know, there's a location component to it. And uh, apart from those sort of businesses developing you know, applications for consumers, they are sort of, you know, more and more businesses are sort of uh, very much aware of the location component of business data. So when you start talking about my customer data, it's not just a list of names or a list of companies anymore. Uh, you know, our customers are becoming very aware that that actually those locations actually mean something. Uh, you know, same goes for when we talk about suppliers, for example. You know, where are those suppliers? You know, things like inventory. Where is the inventory? Um, and, um, you know, if you talk about examples, you know, I mean, there are many. Let me, let me maybe mention here a few sort of few different industries. Um, telecoms or ISPs, for example, one of the, one of the critical questions they've got to answer uh, for either business or home customers, you know, you go to somebody's looking for connectivity, they're looking for a fiber or whatever installation at their business or home, and they go, they want to do self-service or even if they find a call center. But one of the very first questions they would ask is, you know, what can I get at my location of my address? This is my address, what can I get? And that ability for an ISP or telecom to answer that question is critical. Um, if you can't answer that question, chances are very good you're going to lose the customer. They're going to go somewhere else because they've seen it. They've seen that because everybody's doing it, you know. You know, it's like a, almost like a qualifier. I'm throwing a pin at the map. I need to understand what connectivity can I get. So that's typically something that we do for many ISPs and telcos. Um, let me give you another example uh, in retail, for example. Um, you know, one of one of the critical things in retail is uh, you know you want to have a really good customer journey um, and customer experience when people buy things online, uh, whether that be on our app or website. And one of the things that some of our customers have discovered is that um, if there's any friction in that whole process, um, then, you know, again, customer would abandon the shopping experience and go somewhere else. Um, and one of those places where friction often uh, happen is uh, when the customer needs to specify his address to say, well, I live over here. I want to actually buy something. Um, and if, if there's a back and forth or, you know, some drop down boxes or, you know, I can't find my address or, you know, there's some ambiguity then they would sort of just abandon the process, especially if you're hunger, if you're hungry. Uh, you know, we've seen yeah. that with the, with the sort of fast food customers. You know, somebody's in a, you know, they, they, they're hungry. They want that burger and they want it now. And if you give me any friction about telling, you know, where to deliver that burger, I'm going to abandon and I'm going to go somewhere else. So, uh, you know, that's another one. Uh, and then obviously, you know, that's just the, the start of that, I guess, journey for saying where you are, uh, you know, when you buy a burger. The next thing that obviously happens is that burger needs to get to you. And we don't, you know, nobody, nobody likes cold food, uh, you know, so we want to make sure that that burger gets to us um, and we don't want to wait a long time, for example. Um, and then, you know, you sort of look at the, the sort of Uber-type experience where, you know, you can sort of track where the driver is, you know, and there's a lot of location and um, what do you call geospatial technology involved there, uh, managing ETAs, for example, managing the customer, giving him comfort that, you know, burgers on his way, um, you know, tracking where, you know, for the driver on the bike or, you know, scooter, you know, navigating, using the most optimal route to get there. Um, and that, those are sort of just typical examples of, of how very practically people are using maps and locations nowadays. And uh, I think I've got to say uh, you make it sound like very simple, but like you say, there's a lot of 
a lot of background information and, and it's quite complicated in the, in the back end in order to, to make it simple to the, to the customer when you present it. Um, so difficult question. Um, and you and I uh, had this conversation a little bit in the past. Do you think that all of the businesses that can be using geospatial to enhance the, the offering are using it? Uh, probably a difficult question. I mean, you know, as I say, I mean, in our experience, we see a lot of, you know, a lot of business, a lot of customers sort of, you know, being very aware of this. I think sometimes the difficulty is that, you know, maybe they don't know where to start or, you know, maybe they think it's too complicated. Um, what we're also seeing is that what there's also been a bit of a shift, I think, in this sort of map geospatial industry over the last uh, sort of 15, 20 years, you know, it was sort of more reserved industry or a reserved specialization for people sort of trained in maps and understanding things like projections and, you know, weird and wonderful uh, formats. But what's also been happening, you know, with the world and the internet uh, is that this whole world has become very what is the fancy word they use? Democratized, you know, so it's becoming more available. So we see many, 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 Customers and particularly developers um, getting their hands dirty with what we would call geospatial. Um, and, you know, if you talk to them about, oh, so you've become a geospatial expert, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. For them, it's just another API or it's just part of the way that we work. Oh, the business problem was the following. Part of solving that is you know, visualizing things on a map, for example, or doing some analysis in a database, you know, using some geospatial, you know, functions, for example. But um, so it's become much more mainstream. Um, you know, uh, also there's become, you know, a lot of sort of free, freely accessible applications and tools available, um, you know, to take a spreadsheet and to visualize that on a map. You know, that was like rocket science way back. Hmm. Nowadays, you hmm. know, there are so many applications where you can do that. We, you know, different technologies allow you to do that sort of thing, to say, well, take your spreadsheet and upload it, and then we'll show you where those pins are on the map. Um, and and um, so, yeah, I think it's becoming a lot more accessible. Um, you know, there are still many, many things which we think, you know, where maps and location and, and uh, you know, geospatial technologies can improve things and make things better, also better user experience. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, yeah. So, so lots of opportunities still for I think I guess companies like us uh, dealing in this in this industry. Okay, so I'm going to keep going on this track. It's it's going to get more difficult. So, how would a business know if if a geospatial solution can make their business better? Well, again, you know, I would I would I would approach that very much from a different angle. I would say. You know, if you start, if you start, it it's almost sounds like you start with the the sort of product idea to say, hey, I've got this new thing. You know, is this suitable for me? Yes or no? Um, and uh, I think the better way to approach this is really sort of to look at it from a business point of view. You know, sales, operations, marketing. You know, those sort of classical business problems we have, um, and identify in those sort of areas that we're trying to solve problems. Is there a induced spatial or location component to it? So to give you a very practical example again, um, you know, lots of companies have got sales reps, for example. Now, you know, one of the things that lots of business owners, I think you might have mentioned, mm-hmm. okay, is that, yes. you know, you, you don't always know where your, where your sales reps are, you know. Now, knowing where 
somebody is, is a, a way of tracking. And I guess there's some technology involved, whether that be a GPS or, you know, cell phone technology. Um, and, um, you know, obviously that's a means of applying a geospatial technology. But I didn't start off by saying, hey, I've got a geospatial technology. How do I apply this in my business? It, you know, it came from the other side. It, it came from a business uh, challenge that I have to say, hey, you know, I'm not quite sure where my sales reps are. Um, you know, that, that's sort of a typical business problem. Um, you know, the next thing you, you're probably going to say is, well, you know, those sales reps, you know, are they, are they using, you know, are they using the, their time optimal? Are they, you know, traveling at a, you know, optimized routes? Um, that's probably the most logical thing that you're going to say next. Are they, you know, maybe I don't know what they're doing. You know, a lot of, I mean, we get it at our office, for example, quite often when we get deliveries there, um, we would say to the delivery guy, you know, um, and they so often have a list and we would say to him, but, you know, that list of yours, you know, how, how does that work? And, and a lot of them still say to us, well, they just get a list for their area and it's up to them as an individual to decide, hmm. you know, in which order to deliver. Now you can, there's obviously some domain knowledge there and it's the old, I guess, you know, you could sort of refer back to the old postman, you know, really knowing and understanding the area. And if you're day in and a day out there, you probably know it very well. But quite often, uh, things will change. You know, somebody's sick, somebody goes on vacation, and you've got a new person in there. Or things change. And, and then just relying on that sort of local knowledge um, is sometimes a dangerous thing to do. And, and then the technology, you know, you're thinking, well, maybe they, there is a space for technology then for us to say, well, maybe we can help you sort of just order the, the, the list of deliveries in a, in a more logical way, so that you don't end up traveling from Israel to Israel back to Israel and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, you know, I would say my, my recommendation always is um, don't talk about the technology. Don't start with the technology, whether that be geospatial. You know, you've got to start with the business problem, the understanding what it is that, that it is that we're trying to solve here, and then see how we can apply uh, the technology to solve the problem. Um, in that process also, I think best practice is, you know, even better if you can measure what you're doing today and then apply the technology and measure again, then at least oh. we've got some concrete, you know, sort of improvement where we can say, well, okay, by spending X, Y, or Z money or getting consultants involved, or whatever it is that you're doing, you could actually then quantify this to say, well, we've achieved a 20% improvement in deliveries, for example, or, you know, we're spending less time on the road, or we've got cut down on fuel cost or whatever it is. But, but, uh, but yeah, I'll start with a business problem and try and quantify it. So I, I like that a lot, and we talk about it, on the show quite a bit specifically from business perspective um i think the the future for for any sme in the world but specifically in south africa and the difficult times that we we're going into um in terms of economic growth and all that is is we have to optimize productivity and i think sometimes i will also talk about that a, a lot sometimes when you start interrogating the process you actually see um you, you know what people's behavior uh, is or or maybe there's friction in the in in your customer engagement that you didn't know about it's a bit un- it's a bit uncomfortable but it's actually such a worthwhile process to go through to know how to improve so if if i now understand that i've got a, a a business problem and we have a conversation and we talk about the fact that there might be technology that can can solve that that problem what would be the the process to to on 
to onboard a, a I know it's a, it's a bit of an open-ended question, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to ascertain is uh, maybe in my small business I had the perception that you know that geospatial it sounds so big you know it's only for big companies yeah yeah um, and maybe my, uh, you know my company it's never going to fly for me so um, is it is it a lot of work is it a difficult process um, how difficult is or how, how long does it take before I can potentially see results? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Yaku. And, we, uh, and I think sometimes business owners struggle with that because it seems quite daunting. You know, it's maybe a new thing, new technology, and, you know, that can be quite daunting. Again, we try to be very pragmatic um, in terms of, you know, the approach we work with customers. You know, as I said, firstly, understanding what it is that they're trying to achieve and, you know, what it is that they're trying to improve from the business point of view. And then what we, what we, what we really like to do with customers, and for us it worked really well, is to almost, you know, say to them, well, let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to the place where we've solved the problem. What does that look like for you today? You know, and and quite some and, and I think often we find that when, when when you put somebody in that situation where they need to visualize what it is going to be once that problem is, is solved, you know, things become very clear to them. You know, you know, they they all of a sudden they like, well, oh, okay, so I understand this is just going to be a website. So it's going to be a website. It's going to be a self-service website. My customers are going to go there. They're going to punch in an address. They're going to throw a pin at the map, and they're going to get the answer, and they're going to buy the product. You know, and then you can start working your way back. Before, you know, I think if you if you sometimes start at, you know, almost start at the beginning and you start unpacking this thing with all the different ingredients, um, you know, it can be very, very daunting uh, because now it's like, well, I've got five million addresses here and I haven't got new coordinates for them and I've got, uh, you know, and I've got old database legacy over here, you know, and it's almost better to fast forward to a, that sort of place where you visualize, you make it almost tangible. Um, you know, maybe it's a map on the wall. You know, maybe it's not even a digital product. Maybe, maybe we go back to, you know, saying, well, the problem is solved if we have a map on the wall and, uh, you know, take something like a, a franchisee, for example. You know, franchisees, they, 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 they quite often like to have territories for different franchises. And if you get an inquiry coming in from somebody or somebody just walk in, um, you know, the first thing that they need to do is they obviously need to vet whether this is, in, you know, they're servicing the person in the right franchise area to avoid friction and all the rest of it. Um, and quite often something like a paper map could, could solve that. You could have a map on the wall there and say, yes, this customer is in my territory. I can service no problem. Off we go. Obviously there can be a more sophisticated way of doing that. We could be customer to your website where they again punch in an address and you could do this all automatically and say, oh, you know, this person, Yaku, is in this area and therefore this franchisee, you know, should be servicing and there's the contact details and all the rest and off you go. Um, so, you know, again, you know, I think horses for courses, there isn't, uh, there isn't a, a one size fits all when it comes to solving these problems. Um, it is, um, you know, as I said, I would, my, my, our approach would be, uh, understanding the business problem. Visualizing, you know, what, trying to visualize what that end product is, and then obviously be very pragmatic also in terms of, you know, affordability, um, what the customer, you know, and, and solving also solving need at the right time, um, you know, solving. Sometimes we also find that, you know, sometimes it just takes time for somebody to grow into something. You know, it, they might be able to visualize the complete solution today, but the reality is, you know, there's a, there's maybe some change management that needs to happen. Maybe, you know, if we, if we, 
you know, take your sales rep again, you know, if you take that that example. And you say, well, <laughs> ideally, we would like the sales rep to get up in the morning. Hey, we're going to growl at them today. No, no, back to the office, <laughs> and have everything on their phone in terms of orders and the right, you know, the way to navigate there and everything. Maybe it's overwhelming for them. Maybe if we just start off by step one and then three months down the road, we do step two and three and four. And maybe we'll get there over time. So, also so that change management that you're talking about, do you find that sometimes in an organization is a bit of resistance to, um, to, to maybe doing so, something yes. in a new way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've seen this in a, in a number of ways, um, you know, where location technologies are involved. Um, um, like you're tracking me now. Yeah, exactly. It's the transparency story. So yes. sometimes what maps do is that they make things transparent. And depending on what your agenda is uh, or, you know, the person that may be being tracked or, you know, what are you trying to do, sometimes we don't want to make things, you know, transparent because <laughs> in the end, maps also tell a story, you know, and it's um, – and it's if it's not telling the right story, then – you know, it's it's sometimes also in the case where people don't want to make things transparent. Yes. You know, uh, maybe I don't want you to track me. Maybe I don't want you to know exactly you know where I am and my behavior and and all the rest of it. So so yeah, it is there is there is sometimes. But, a bit but of to me, if I and if if I think about it, <clears throat> and uh, you know, to me, uh, that same sort of. Um, let me call it mentality. Mentality sounds a bit like a harsh word, but you know, when 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 we talk about. Um, Digitization, then people uh, think, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna do away with my job. No, I want you to be more productive so we can do more. I'm not initially trying to, to let technology replace you. Um, and, and when I, when I think about this, uh, if, if I'm now, um, l- let's go with this rip on a road story. Um, and there's something that can, that can actually, if I'm going in a certain direction, if there's a if there's a some form of solution or a map that says to me, oh, did you do you know that five of your other customers are here and you're in the area exactly. and, it, and it can actually yeah. make me more more productive? It's it's just um, and that to me is that's part of the reason why I asked the question around um, sort of sort of how would I know if my business um, be, because uh, like if I think about it, there's almost there's almost Every single business that I can think of has will have some form of benefit that they can derive from because we, Absolutely. you know, there's there's very few people that just go to the office and back. Yeah, yeah. But um, even even I mean, you talk about people going to the office and back. I mean, you know, we spent quite a bit of time in the traffic today. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. I mean, it was also you know part of that uh, assistance getting here today was using a navigation app. So you know, just going back and you know to the work work and back. You know, there's benefit from, as I said, from uh, navigation apps that can it can that uh, can help you achieve that. But but yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about um, you know businesses that can benefit from geospatial or locational maps. Um, you know, we you know that's the one thing we find very exciting in the in the space we work with. Um, we work across um, you know many industries, and I can tell you that there are application for maps and geospatial technologies in every single uh, industry you know we've come across. Um, you know whether that be government, whether that be you know real estate, whether that be logistics or transport, you know retail, you name it, it's there, and it's and it's uh, um, you know it, it, it's it's really one of those transversal technologies that that can be applied in. Every single business. I'm, I'm thinking. So my my 
business example that I always use on the show is, is I've got a accounting practice in Centurion with a branch in Durban and Cape Town. I'm not sure how we how an accounting practice can, but maybe if I know where my customers are, you know, it, I might know, I might know where to send my clocks or, or whatever. You know, it, it's well, interesting. it it depends. It depends on your accounting practice. I mean, you know, uh, you might you might uh, you know your accounting practice may or may not go and visit visitors. You know, or visit customers, you know, and, and again, that's, that's solving the same problem as the sales reps. You know, if I'm going to go out, if I'm going to go to get in my car and visit customers, you know, maybe I don't think I'm a sales rep, but the problem is exactly the same. I've got limited time. I want to optimize my time and, um, effort and, and cost at, at doing my job. And, uh, you know, if there's technology that can help me solve this, you know, uh, it, it feels like a logical thing to do, you know, um, and it, it I'm thinking I was in I was in George two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and if I look at the way that that I think half of Pretoria is living there now. So the way that the place, if you if you're a, a MD or a or a you know like a GP or a or a accounting practice in Centurion, and you don't know where your customers are, you can wake up one day and they and they all don't even live in the same province as you anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's so relevant to know. Exactly. I mean, you know, you can think about if you, I mean, you know, let's say you run a coffee shop, you know, or let's say you run whatever retail chain, you know, where to open up the next branch, you know, that's a typical. That's a very important question from a location point of view, apart from affordability and all the rest of it. But you've got to have customers. You know, if it's if it's footfall you're looking for, you know, the obvious choice would be, you know, somewhere in a mall. You know, where where's you know, where are the different malls in different areas and you know, just open it up there. But even in a mall, you know, you would find that the, you know, the experts would tell you that the foot traffic in a mall is not always the same. It depends yes. on where the anchor shops are and you know, it depends on you know, the ground floor, the first floor, um, and, and that sort of thing. So, um, super important. Um, you know, on the, on the question of, you know, I guess sort of malls and, and retail, um, what we're also finding is that the, the, the questions that people are asking are getting more sophisticated. So to give you an example again, you know, you would say, you know, it was probably old news for us to say, you know, I want to go to the hospital and how do I get to the hospital? And, you know, we've got plenty of navigation apps that can help us do that. But now maybe I'm in a wheelchair or maybe I'm on crutches. And a hospital can also be a daunting place because there are maybe 10 places, 10 entrances. There are many places where you can park. Um, you know, some entrances have stairs, some entrances have lifts. Um, and maybe I'm on the second floor. Um, you know, so getting to the right entrance for my appointment is becoming you know, more important than just getting to the hospital. Getting to the hospital, that's old news, you know. So now parking at the right entrance. Um, once I'm in the hospital, you know, do I know where to go? You know, so now you get indoor navigation, you know, people that start specializing in that sort of thing to say, well, how do I navigate inside the building, um, uh, you know, to use the, the, you know, the lift or the stair or, you know, whatever means to get to the right place. So the questions we, we get from customers are also getting a lot more sophisticated. Um, but yeah, that going back to your question about uh, uh, finding the optimal place for my um, placement of my branch, a uh, typical question um, we get we get faced with, with particular retail customers. So, so I have to do this now. Um, and we were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Before all of this, this technology, what did we do? It was like, <laughs> like a thumb suck and hope for the beast. Yeah, look, I mean, I think, I think, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was, I mean, obviously, again, you know, the, the concepts probably aren't that new. I mean, maybe 20, 50 years back. You know, the similar sort of thing. You know, I had a barber shop and I wanted to know where to open up the barber shop and I would probably just 
drive around town and, and look at you know where the where the anchor shops were and the grocery shops and I would probably open up my barber shop now and, and the world has become a little bit more complicated there's more people you know it's expanded a lot more um, and uh, information in the internet has changed the world for us so um, so yeah I mean you know the, as I said the business problem you know the business problems are probably fairly similar to what they were uh, you know before we had digital maps but uh, you know obviously we can we like to think we can use we can solve these problems better we can solve it faster and a little bit more sophisticated in terms of you know also giving people apps in their hand to find my barbershop or to make sure that they know what the opening hours are for example. Well, from a timing perspective I was actually thinking about it last week I went to go see a customer to Alangon in Rodeport or some I don't know it's like very far it's like three days by horse and I was just thinking before apps exi- before something like Google Maps existed, I would have had the day before I had to phone the guy, yeah, get him to give me directions, and then hope like me and him uh, understood each other, and then probably have one of those map books. That, yeah. And I mean that that probably added, yeah, exactly. that that made it like you you three hours to the meeting you had to allow because maybe something goes wrong. Exactly. So if you just think about what that's done in, in terms of productivity. To, to bring that back into your business, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many potential. I mean, you, you talk about, you know, getting there. I mean, and, and that problem, you know, as I said, to, to a large extent, a lot of, lot of this, you know, we've got many navigation applications. But things like opening hours, for example, I mean, we, we saw sure. during COVID, for example, also, you know, with the COVID restrictions, you know, opening hours were very quite a bit. And making that possible for companies also and businesses to update their business hours, crucial thing, because, you know, otherwise people are going to get to your door and, you know, you're not open. Um, but more than that, things like, you know, uh, wheelchair accessibility, for example, you know, do you have um, disabled parking? Do you have accessible doors and lifts and all the rest of it to, you know, to get uh, to, to assist um, uh, people with uh, special needs? Um, you know, you, it goes even further. I mean, um, if when people start buying things nowadays, they, you know, we all do it. We, we do research, but it's not really about the shop anymore. It's about the product. So, Product availability, you know, yes. is that product available in store? I don't want to, you know, apart from getting there and using an app to get me there, and apart from knowing that, yes, I can park nearby and, you know, yes, the, sh- the shop is going to be open, but is my product I'm actually looking for, is that in stock? We see more and more retail companies waking up to the idea of, you know, actually telling the consumer also whether the product is available in store. Super important. Um, um, and, and, and again, that's just another example of how this is getting a little bit more sophisticated than just having the old paper maps and then and put on the map. Um, <laughs> so. Okay, so we always uh, always end the show by saying let's make it real. So if somebody now listened to us and let's say they've, they think they've got a business problem that it sounds like uh, 28East can solve, uh, what do they do? Well, as I said, the, the best thing perhaps for them is to uh, is to get in contact with us. Go to our website, uh, 28east.co.za, or find us on LinkedIn or Twitter or one of those places. And uh, yeah, let's have a conversation about uh, understanding what the business problem is, um, trying to visualize what that uh, end goal is or end um, uh, medium is, um, and uh, let's work together to solve it. We we love working with uh, innovative companies uh, with um, off-the-wall ideas. And uh, if anybody's out there looking for uh, a partner to assist them in that journey, then you know, more than happy to chat. And uh, yes, I really, wa- I really want uh, the 
the blandest, most boring business to come and get a problem <laughs> to solve. It'll be so fascinating to you. Challenge, so we'll, challenge accepted. I think we'll we'll have you back um, and and hear what the, the most unusual business problem is that you had to solve. But for me, uh, Morris, uh, yeah, I think uh, in closing, um, the it always comes back to the same story. As a as a business owner, you have to understand what the business problem is that you want to solve. Absolutely, and then. The te- technology will, will be yes. the underlying yeah. thing for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Thank you very Good much. Good stuff. Thanks, for Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Centra app or website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And um, if you're looking for help with communications tools in your business, please visit catalytic.co.za.